Good evening everyone. We welcome you back to Insights. Hope you all had a good start to 2024. We are beginning the year by introducing a series of podcasts with L&D leaders across various industries. And kickstarting this is Dhanashree Thakkar, Head Human Resources and Distribution Training at Bharti Axa Life Insurance. Welcome Dhanashree, it's a delight to have you on board. Thank you so much Richa. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for taking this time out to chat with us. We have a lot to talk about, so I'm just going to get started immediately. Absolutely, so, I look forward. Yes, to start with, um I wanted to ask you in the recent past, which specific roles have you seen gaining more prominence within the insurance sector? So Richa on that I think two areas one is a one comes from regulatory push in terms of what can get better say for example with the proposed data data protection bill which is still not a gazette it asks for a uh, someone who takes care of data protection and then there are you know on the information security or on the IT side I have we have seen that there is a regulatory requirement now that we should have people uh secondly from a business perspective with increasing um you know digital presence or digital uh, agency or you know products that's where there is a shift hence you know performance marketing uh, has also become important on those and largely the insurance if you see in the last year growth in terms of headcount or role has been in banker which is increasing tie ups but for the next year which is fy25 i see more of uh, you know on the sales side proprietary which is way different ways of distribution on the variable agency side is what will see a increase okay interesting so uh, can you tell us uh, how have you observed the insurance industry evolving in terms of talent management because you mentioned different roles and especially concerning those skills and roles uh to be very honest uh, i think in insurance um i wouldn't say that a lot has changed as far as uh, problems or challenges are really concerned because uh, attrition still remains a biggest problem productivity still remains one of the biggest problems and how do you improve it is something which is uh, you know continues to be a constant work in progress even when you know um uh, companies who've been in this business for many many years there is a set mechanism the problem comes in in, in execution um second second change that i see in talent so hence on productivity the implication is what is there for the right profile how do you keep people attracted how do you it's simple get keep and grow how do you get them into the system how do you keep them and how do you ensure they grow so on the talent side if i look this problem is something which is um, you know stays consistent i do see awareness on the need <coughs> need for succession planning and therefore on talent management because for certain skill sets like actuarial or uh, investment or underwriting or for that matter certain roles in it or training you know the um, the pool is very limited and today let's say uh, someone in actuarial has other avenues that they can explore which are not just insurance so uh, there is larger awareness to look at a holistic way of talent management which is 
right from compensation retention growth so it's holistic in nature development learning all of it put together so i see more and more practices uh, prevalent around this in the industry uh, and of course a lot has to change when we look at other sectors you know change is the hardest part but for change you need action and support and uh, i read that you've been featured by the human resources association of india among the trailblazing 23 for 2023 so i want to ask you as an hr professional what challenges have you faced with securing a buy in from the business for learning mandates like how do you go about demonstrating the direct impact of learning initiatives on business outcomes as a leader so i think first movement is when you start understanding that what is a you don't look at learning as an independent variable you look at it that which business vector is it impacting and where will it show up i think the okay. question we ask within is there are four or five organizational deliverables where which one will it impact Mm. so that's the first question will it impact customer will it impact top line will it impact um, you know profitability which one will it impact so that's one of the first questions to ask if you're mm. stitching this thought process in into your learning journey itself then you know there is lesser work to be done on selling because it's clearly understood okay if the approach continues to be myopic like i find it as a challenge that a lot of um you know core learning and development or od professionals they restrict the thinking to something which is within hr so for example that it will impact behavior it will impact learning it will impact you know managerial behavior and if you don't link it back to the business deliverables um the it it becomes a uphill task to sell and that's where it becomes a problem ah okay so my next question is divided into two parts part one i let, read in one of your linkedin posts where you, you claim to be a perfectionist so are you a perfectionist in general in your yes. personal life in general uh, i did you know when i took over the head of hr role one and a half year ago i remember one of um, the senior uh, you know uh, 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 senior leaders he said that you know don't look at perfection if you know you'll be very hard on yourself if you do that in this role because you'll you'll always you know there will be something which does not go well so right. he said that perfection is a journey you look at excellence in everything and that mental shift um help me balance myself out saying that um you know i guess excellence is something that we should strive for so that's a very interesting thought i think everyone should like listen to it over again that's a good one thank you for sharing that but i you know interestingly i read your perfection code in the same post that talked about the awareness of emotional and mental health especially during the pandemic so i wanted to ask you on that note that from your perspective how successful have companies in the insurance industry been in restoring and surpassing the pre-pandemic productivity levels and do you see tech which presently is the buzzword having played a part in this i would say that yes it has played a part and uh, compared to the uh, you know it's almost at pre-covid levels i would say that a lot has also changed on the regulatory side so you can't make it a apple to apple comparison 
बट यू नो देर इज डेफिनेट शिफ्ट एज फार एज प्रोडक्ट लेवरेजिंग टेक्नोलॉजी फॉर द प्रोडक्टिविटी सो राइट फ्रॉम द वे कस्टमर्स आर मेट ऑन द ऑपरेशन साइड यू नो अ लॉट हैज चेंज ऑन द प्रोडक्टिविटी यूजिंग टेक्नोलॉजी on the sales side you know mobile offices i think it it's a given today uh, in terms of that you don't have to come to office uh, you know for your transactions you have mobile office which is everything all your applications are on the mobile and nothing really has to happen on the branch so a lot has changed for the customer and um, you know for sales as well as people who service sales which is our operations team so yes a big shift there You know, interestingly, tech has also given us deeper insights into data-driven analytics. Yes, uh, we're also dealing with this generation, which is the Gen Z generation, which is dynamic, the least to say, right? So, uh, how have you been able to leverage data-driven insights to make decisions regarding workforce readiness, particularly for young graduates and Gen Z employees? now that's a tough that's a that's a tough one because uh, you know honestly gen z employees i find them a little different species um <laughs> a different species per se because uh, it's like and i would say my experience with them has been i love the clarity that they have that you know these are my boundaries so yes. then whoever questions those boundaries doesn't matter what level they are at okay so i love that clarity it does come up you know it does come across as someone who is very abrupt but um that's something that we have to deal with i would say that you know let me break up the question first is on data driven i guess there isn't a choice i mean you know you have to sort of leverage data so in hr it's right from who will be most productive okay uh, what are the chances that you know how do you extend someone's stay in your organization okay sure. what are the factors and data feeds in everywhere and i guess it's a evolving journey i wouldn't say as a sector we've evolved as much on the predictive analytics as much as customer on the employee journey there's a lot to do on the customer side the journey is a little more faster just like any other sector as you would have seen like you're buying something on amazon richa amazon knows exactly what you like and what you don't like and the recommendations are based that to get to that level of maturity for this sector given a lot of guardrails is a little um you know i guess we are very slow compared to that journey which has happened in say fmcg you know that brings me uh, to talk about talent intelligence right talent intelligence i think is helping you pave the way even though it's slow it's a slow and steady process so i wanted to ask you uh, have you noticed an increased emphasis on using talent intelligence to shape people goals and strategies within your industry and has this impacted how you are now workforce planning as compared to the past i think you um, i will be very candid in saying a lot on these practices has to happen in life insurance okay so i'll be kidding myself by saying that you know what we do all of this right so uh, uh, i would pretty much say that um, 
let's say on the talent intelligence i think we are far better aware you know far more aware about what profile given the at the hiring stage what characteristics work for us with the different tools that we have in place so um, i guess on the intelligence side there is a lot to do because world has evolved significantly there Uh, yes. If I were to give a rating, you know, I guess we are getting there, but not really there on the talent intelligence side on the hiring, on the employee experience, which is on the life cycle experience. I guess a little better because today you have AI based tools which tell you, uh, you know, how an employee could be responding, which you further validate with static state data, but on the generative. you know use of generative ai for talent intelligence is a long way to go still so you see okay. baby steps happening in the insurance yeah absolutely industry. i i i would say on the hr in insurance i would say on the customer side itself generative ai is making inroads so employee is you know not really there uh, we do have ai based tools uh which exists with different bots different applications for talent acquisition or employee experience which are in the play and those insights are helpful uh but i would say to use these for workforce planning is still quite some time away i do see other sectors you know making inroads into this but you know that's some time away i'm sure the insurance uh, segment is moving towards it slowly Because yes it is it is i do see companies um, you know who are starting to uh, evaluate this okay uh, basis whatever i'm uh, i'm aware of but this is something on the strategic workforce planning um, i guess there needs to be more work to be done actually dhanashree you know another thing of human resources every time you implement something it's large scale right everything is large scale so i'm going to ask you two questions but i'll start with more on the personal front i did read that you're a mentor in the thousand women leaders program for mid career women professionals so personally how do you measure success and effectiveness of large scale initiatives are there any specific metrics or indicators that you find really valuable uh let me put it this way that whenever you do large scale initiatives and you know uh, we partnered with n paradigm for uh, uh, quite a few of these again it goes back to um, you know how are you thinking of those metrics right at the time of design of these interventions is very important not later it's during the design stage so therefore what i see as impact is asking yourself first like i said earlier which business metrics is it impacting then you look at overall workforce level what is changing so is retention better is your talent depth improving is talent engagement scores improving are you extending um you know uh, retention of employees is the tenure improving is your internal promotion rate going to change okay and finally you may have you know your static state which is attrition has dropped or engagement score has improved okay and finally competence uh, areas which is are the learning scores improved if it's a large scale single intervention largely doesn't cause a lot of change on the competency side behavior side perhaps you know a little bit of awareness goes up but anything which is large scale also has to be integrated in across employee life cycle 
so say for example if i'm asking you to think and behave differently am i going to reward you differently am i going to measure your performance differently mm. okay uh, whatever i'm reviewing with you on a daily basis is that going to change okay finally uh, in the rewards that i have does it impact your increments your promotions your growth the more touch points that you have the larger the impact of your intervention and the more robust it is you know extending this question to bharti axa have you used technology uh, to facilitate large scale training programs and can you share any successful approaches that you you know undertaken so far absolutely i think i work with n paradigm um, you know on uh, two large interventions which we ran for sales leaders and for our talent management initiatives were technology led and uh, you know within that using technology which is involving people you know using technology to involve disseminate learning as well as measure the uh, impact of it uh, before and after on competence movements was something which technology took care of in a very beautiful way uh i love the uh, simulations which are designed and you know that involvement during the simulations was very very helpful because um, you know adults it's very you know very linked to the adult learning principles of how people learn so that was very very impactful i don't think uh, you know in a uh, classroom setup to get the same result in the same amount of time was possible so this was a huge impact it did impact our talent retention our internal growth our talent engagement in many ways so you know technology in learning did play a big role there you know in fact you have led yourself to your next question because my next question is how do you navigate the delicate balance between standardized learning content which is very you know often called classroom content and customization especially to address specific needs of professional i would say technology is the solution right <laughs> because uh, uh you're pretty much the you know the simulations are designed to take care of um, how each learner behaves and therefore what are the specific inputs which are given to the individual okay and because you know how you behave on the simulation then how how i may behave both are different it reacts differently now in a physical setup a facilitator to take care of these uh, is too much to uh, too much to expect and it just may not be possible specifically when i have a large group of learners and with more complex learning it gets even tougher so would i be right to say that technology is also helping you gather better feedback from your employee i would say get a better feedback better value for money um you know a better impact on the individual um higher learning scores so you know higher learning scores higher movement on behavior the practice gets captured to some extent the reinforcement post that plays a huge impact can you share a few examples with us of you know how you've incorporated this continuous feedback of real time insights or uh, to adjust content or delivery methods for your employees at bharti axa i would say that you know it's a journey first of all it's a journey during the program because of how the person is reacting uh, the simulation does behave accordingly for you know how a person may 
uh, you know, um, um, say for example, the business simulation that we ran with N Paradigm um, yeah. for the branch managers or regional managers, uh, they actually practice how they would in a branch, and you got to see the impact of that strategy on your immediate deliverables. Now I may tell you multiple things, but when you do it yourself, the impact is very different. And therefore, I realize the impact that if I were to behave in the way the strategy is designed, what is the impact in my life, my incentive, my role, and how am I performing better? Now, to right. make these changes is tough, and then post that on an ongoing basis with. you know the different applications where i'm gathering feedback how i'm responding the feedback loop or the feedback exercises done uh, that's something which gathers continuous feedback um, you know of how employees uh, applying the different concepts uh, coming to application right uh, bharti axa last year posted 25% growth outperforming the overall and private industry growth uh, you have a distributed workforce what are the strategies and tools you have found effective in ensuring consistent and impactful learning experiences across all the geographies that you are present i guess the unifying uh, element is using technology making it digital so that the mechanism stays uh, uniform and consistent across anywhere um second is i guess you know the uh, in you know building this in, in across employee life cycle these are the two key vectors which ensure let's say durability sustainability of any intervention whenever you're doing across the country the technology does deserve all the absolutely does so from your experience over all these years across industries how challenging is it to obtain information around the on job application which is l3 and tangible business results which is l4 in relation to lnd initiatives it is very difficult if these things are not thought through right at the design stage it's almost i mean it's very very tough because then you invite debates um with the function on you know um uh, what what has led to the change in impact is it training or is it anything else however if i mean in my experience wherever learning journeys which have achieved level 4 and you know since we also got the brandon hall recognition etc it's all about how do you make sure um, you know the deliverables are stitched in at the design stage and you know you're tracking those on a regular basis the feedback across employee life cycle which is if you've tied in with their performance levers of how performance is managed that itself becomes a tracking mechanism you don't need a duplicate only learning tracking mechanism all right so we spoke a lot about technology and now let's get to the cherry on the cake which is artificial intelligence ai do you envision ai playing a role in optimizing learning experiences for employees in the insurance industry i just make it very real okay um i would say ai makes it very very real in terms yeah. of um uh, i still haven't experienced something using ai let me be honest there as far as learning simulations are concerned or how learning changes but all i would say is um you know um, ai should make it very realistic for 
how a person may behave or for the for example challenges thrown back at me the output being very real and therefore you know how do i behave or how do i respond to it so in learning as they say you know learning in the flow of things so i do see that ai should be able to analyze that as a hr head what are my development areas and therefore what may lead me to the next level of success rather than relying on static data if it starts looking at everything you know it's interesting i'll give you an example i use grammarly yes uh, every day okay wow. and it's amazing where <laughs> grammarly gives me feedback of how my language is changing evolving and therefore how should i write differently now this is this is interesting right now imagine if i were to make a presentation to the board tomorrow and i use a ai application it's telling me that you change this and it will change the impact of what you having yes absolutely in fact uh, grammarly is one of the most interactive ais yes really it 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 makes you want to write more for the way it gives you feedback on what you write <laughs> yes it does <laughs> coming to coming to impact uh, again i read this while i was doing research that bharti axa has been listed as a great place to work uh, for the second consecutive year third time oh third time third time oh all right then really google's not got it right okay third time so you've got like you you you've hit the hat trick Can you share with us specific examples? You know where learning solutions have made a tangible impact on the performance and efficiency of the teams. I would say, uh, you know, learning solutions have definitely impacted uh, improving my talent depth. That's a score we measure for how succession is improving. That's a score for talent management. I would okay. say it's also impacted my talent attrition percentages. my talent engagement and this year for example we have uh 21% of my talent population which got internally promoted wow so you know i i guess a lot of metrics around this and on a overall basis talent depth speaks of succession so what is a percentage what what is what are uh, the number of people that i have who can take up the next level roles so learning solutions you know definitely impact all these vectors and people is center stage as far as the it you know uh, strategy of the company is concerned so therefore this does have a huge impact you know keeping learning at center stage and people at center stage it brings me to the last question uh, of this podcast what do you anticipate as the future trends and opportunities in the insurance sector and how do you see them impacting your organization uh are you asking from a learning or overall i'm asking you from a opportunity like uh, trends and opportunities for learning at scale within the insurance learning i think learning at scale there is huge opportunity on the advisor side for you know how can advisors how can content be easy to disseminate and make selling easier so i see application of generative ai say for example an advisor has reached out to you richa for a product okay mm-hmm. today there is a lot of time effort spent on what is it that he or she should say to you and uh, understanding your needs and therefore what could be the right product now this is something that ai can easily understand and say hey this is you know even if i don't know who richa is 
okay i know her age i know her preferences i know her you know what's age city um what could be education and basis that i can make a recommendation this could be a best product for you and why don't you pitch it this way okay right so i see in huge inroads which are possible in this same way if today there is a lot of reliance on you know uh, physical training or digital mm-hmm. training or say for example which is still at a static stage we assume that you are at x skill tomorrow say richa you are in front of uh, you know a very high net worth you're in front of a bank okay a banker and uh, you're someone who's a who's one of my strongest performers but you've never met uh you know a banker who can buy x so value of product now you're stuck so you you know i need to give you a tool which helps you adapt on the move so i yes. guess a lot of possibilities here in terms of what learning solutions can evolve into and uh, would love to see products on this side so these are things which will make a huge business impact for you know cutting down uh the time to sell the difficulty to sell all of these areas so productivity is something which may change given this you know that's very interesting because i'm going to let you in on a secret as we wrap my mother works in insurance so as i was growing up i have seen her in the industry and if i go back 20 years to she's working 35 years now in the industry and i she used to come you know back home with papers where you fill insurance form etc to now yeah. this conversation you know on ai and the integration of hr with learning and development it's it's made multiple strides over yes, the past it has. <laughs> it has i'm sure she doesn't carry enough papers because on the customer side a lot has changed for you know how issuance today it's instant issuance of policy you already know so much about the customer that i can almost pre-screen you and say hey you are already you know shortlisted so that's where ai is already making inroads as far as uh, operations is concerned and you're also having startups you know and you've you've enterprise saas startups investing to further ease the process so i think the insurance industry which you knew a decade earlier has significantly transformed to what you know it today yes yes and you know uh, like i said you know all of these will translate into better productivity and if that happens of course you know all of us are happy Yeah, I can see that smile. Of course, yes, we are. We, we can't wait for that to happen. Hanushri, thank thank you so much. You are having a very busy day. Thank you for taking this time out. It was My pleasure delightful. to do so. Thank you for having me. Thank you, and have a good week ahead. Thank you. Bye.